Hello there, and welcome to the Wondertooth Podcast with Dr. Saad. This will be our weekly episode. I hope you are keeping well and safe and that you are having your best year ever. This is Dr. Saad, the founder of Dent Blanche Dental, the best luxury dental spa in the U.S., and she will be your host. Dr. Saad will take you to the secrets and wonders of having an incredible smile, as well as healthy teeth and an overall health. She will give you some tips to make sure our podcast is rocking and rolling. Let's go, baby. Hello, hello, and welcome to our new uh, episode of the Wonder Tooth podcast. Uh, Today, we are very, very excited to have a celebrity, um, an AI expert, and uh, one of the main names in artificial intelligence in the world, a renowned speaker, and um, Dr. Ahmed El-Gamal. I would let you present yourself. Your resume is pretty big, so you know yourself better than I do. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm not sure I'm a celebrity at all. <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, my name is uh, Ahmad El Gamal. I'm a professor uh, of computer science at uh, Rutgers University in New Jersey here. Uh, and um, I am the director of uh, Art and Artificial Intelligence Lab at uh, Rutgers. Um, we, um, uh, I'm also... Um, a founder of a startup company um, called uh, Artrendix, um, where we um, uh, do um, several things in the domain of uh, art and AI. Um, we um, have several projects over the years that has a lot of attention in the media, um, including uh, generating art using AI, and we have several exhibitions of uh, AI, and, uh, AI uh, art, and, and we have a project um, of uh, completing uh, Beethoven 10th Symphony, generating music, and uh, several other projects. That's uh, very impressive. So I really want to know, what is artificial intelligence? Well, um, artificial intelligence is not a new thing. Uh, it's uh, more than 50, 60 years old now. Uh, it's as old as uh, computers themselves. So, so when computers came around um, in the 50s, uh, last century, um, computers were known to be um, computi- computing machines. It can, they can add and subtract and multiply and do math. Um, but can we make them do things uh, that are a little bit more smart like humans? Can they um, play chess? Can they play games? Can they um, drive our cars? Can they clean our, our houses? Can they do things like... Um, can they see the world like a cat and a dog can see the, the, the world around us? Can they um, interact and they move uh, robots uh, around. So all these functionality require um, the machine to be um, a little bit smart. Um, so one of the challenges from day one was how can we do that? How can we make the machine intelligent? And, and how can we judge if it's becoming intelligent? And from that came the field of um, artificial intelligence, which in, um, within it, um, there are several uh, subfields, uh, study different aspect of um, perception and cognition uh, using machines like things like computer vision and natural language understanding and other uh, subfields uh, of uh, computer vision uh, of uh, AI. So how long have you been um, working uh, in artificial intelligence? Uh, I have been working in artificial intelligence intelligence since um, uh, early 90s, um, so more than 30 years now. and basically, since my undergrad, um, um, I remember um, I did my undergrad um, uh, project uh, in artificial intelligence, and that was a very early time. Um, um, 
at the time I was um, doing my undergrad in uh, Alexandria, Egypt, before migrating to the to the the US, and I was very attracted by um, uh, AI from day one because I found it very fascinated uh, fascinating how how can you program the machine to to be intelligent how how it, how it can do intelligent tasks because uh, frankly we don't know how our brain works to start with so how can you simulate our brain if you don't know how it works exactly and uh, that was always fascinating me and and pushing the boundary of what uh, machines can do is uh, always exciting to me so this is really why you decided to specialize in artificial intelligence uh, yes, um, I, I uh, always um, find that um, um, I'm intrigued by interesting things, um, uh, things that cannot be done, I try to make them happen. And artificial intelligence is one of these things that um, we don't know how it can be done. And uh, every day we, we, uh, we push the boundary of what's possible. So I also know that you are really uh, specialized in artificial intelligence as well as art and music. Can you explain a little bit more about this? Um, yes. Um, I believe that uh, artificial intelligence is not only about driving our cars or, or running our robots. Um, intelligence in general is, um, is a wide thing. Um, and um, we cannot have uh, intelligence without having uh, creativity. Um, so human creativity is a fundamental part of our intelligence. So um, we um, make music, we uh, make art, we make... Um, uh, literature and poetry as humans and that's what distinguish us as human from uh, all other uh, animals and creatures and that's fundamental part of intelligence so um for uh, i believe that for adv advancing ai um AI, uh, ai system has to be able to um, look at an, an artwork and and have some um, understanding of it it can listen to music it can generate music it can um, create uh, jokes and poetries and, and, and all other literature uh, genres. So these are fundamental to um, to prove actually that uh, AI is actually intelligent. And that attracted me, um, uh, especially um, I have a passion for art. I find myself, um, when I was an undergrad, I, 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 I wanted to choose a major and I really wanted to study um, uh, art history uh, or uh, do architecture or do something related to uh, art and, and uh, but in, in that time, um, uh, everybody was warning me that um, there's not much money uh, you can make if you are an art historian, um, unfortunately. Um, Is it true, all the art <laughs> historians out there? Is that true? <laughs> I think they're doing uh, great. So, so that's, um, that was a challenge. And, and at the same time, I, I, um, I loved this idea of uh, computers and, and that was still early at that time in the, in the early 90s. And um, I find myself... Um, uh, attracted to that uh, major computer science. And but I never give up, give up uh, my um, passion for art. I found that uh, as my career goes, whenever I go to um, a, a computer science conference, I will skip a big part of the conference and go to galleries and museums whenever I am in the world. And, and um, I never give up my passion for art. Um, I have been an artist myself as well. So um, at some point in my career, I decided to combine my career and passion and started a lab at Rutgers called the Art and AI Lab, where we study how to advance AI by looking at art. Did you graduate from Rutgers as well? Um, I uh, did my PhD at um, uh, University of Maryland College Park, um, um, and my master's as well in, at University of Maryland College Park before joining Rutgers.
That's very exciting. So you mentioned something about, okay, this is for all the ladies out there or whoever is taking care of the houses. You said that they might, artificial intelligence might actually create something that can clean houses. Is that right? Did I hear that right? Well, uh, we already have uh, like the vacuum cleaners like Rombas around for the last 10 years. And, and uh, I personally um, ha have several of them and, and um, uh, find them very useful. Um, and I... Um, Yes, I, I think in the future, uh, very soon, uh, you can find uh, many robots uh, that are specialized in doing certain tasks in our homes. Um, many people are working on that. Uh, many companies and research labs are working on uh, designing robots that can help us um, load dishwashers or, or cook or or, um, or clean our houses and things like that. I think it's it's, um, it's a dream. Um, these are kind of tasks that are boring and taking much of our time, and, and we are not supposed to do them. Um, if we can have a machine uh, to work for us and do these things, um, uh, it would be great. Yeah, well, we're going to wait for this. Please, like, we need this it's, as soon as possible. It's coming soon. And you also mentioned something that we can communicate with cats and dogs somehow through artificial intelligence. Can it mimic? Can it understand the language of cats and dogs at one point? I'm, I'm not sure about that. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> um, 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 that's not in my speciality. I cannot really do much about that. That would be amazing if that happens. So now, because this is the Wonder Tooth podcast, so we're going to really talk more now about um, dentistry. How can we use artificial intelligence in dentistry? Um, so you mentioned that this is more about the machine learning. So what is machine learning for people like us who don't really know much, like somebody who don't really know much about computers to begin with? What is a machine learning? All right. So... Um... Um, there are um, when you're talking about AI artificial intelligence, that's the big umbrella of things. But within AI, there are different ways to do AI. Um, um, older, older AI system were um, what's called rule-based system, where you have to program the machine to do uh, exactly certain things. For example, if you wanna uh, check if somebody should get a credit card or not, then you can start putting rules if their income above a certain number, if uh, the, the the expenses is 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 a certain number, if um, they have certain history, you can write a, a, a rule, a set of rules like that, and the AI can, can uh, that's what AI was like in, in the 60s and 70s and, and uh, even the 80s. Um, uh, but then came the concept of machine learning, which is basically, instead of just writing the rules, let's give the machine the data and, and it learned from the data. So you can give it, um, for example, uh, images of, of cats and dogs and tell it, this is a cat and this is a dog. Uh, this is an image of a cat, this is an image of a dog, and give it a thousand of these images. And by itself, it should figure out what makes a cat a cat and what makes a dog a dog from the image. Like it, it should find the features uh, or, or characteristic of a cat from a dog. And that's what machine learning is. So you don't really uh, program rules. You just give the machine the data. And um, uh, in some cases, you give it um, what's called labels, like what is... Um, a cat and what's a dog, or what, or whether the person should get a credit card or not, and the machine learn by itself what's important to make these decisions or these predictions. That's very impressive. Wow. So about dentistry now. So how can we use, you know, the applications of artificial intelligence in dentistry? This is the hot topic now. Everybody's talking about artificial intelligence. What can we use it? But now I want to know specifically how we can use this in specifically to dentistry. And dentist, can it help us as dentists? Can it help the patients, you know, to identify and diagnose whatever their problems are? 
definitely. Um, I, I, um, this is an emerging field, um, uh, kind of a new field now, um, looking at um, application of um, AI in dentistry. Uh, so basically, um, um, dentistry is a, a subfield of the medical domain, and um, the huge interest in, in uh, application of AI in the medical domain, uh, medical image analysis have been around for, for a while, and dentistry is a, is a branch of that. So you can imagine basically um, any task that the dentists do that require um, uh, looking at images, for example, uh, looking at x-rays, looking at um, uh, uh, other kind of images, and deciding based on that whether there is a decay or whether there is um, uh, some problem, uh, some, some uh, oral cancer or anything like that, anything that requires the, the eyes of a doctor, um, that can be automated. And when it can be automated properly, usually that results in better accuracy and uh, less work for the dentist. Uh, because um, uh, especially when looking at uh, uh, x-rays and images, it's, it's a lot of um, effort. So in general, in radiology, in general, if you go back to the whole medical field, in radiology, one of the biggest applications of AI is looking at uh, x-rays and um, do the tasks that radiologists would do. That doesn't mean that uh, we cancel out radiologists. Uh, actually, that help radiologists because it's a lot of images and takes a lot of time to look at them and uh, radiologists can get tired and, and uh, the accuracy can decay with time if they are not um, uh, if they are tired. So having a machine to screen out um, uh, these x-rays and, and find out um, um, whether there are tumors or are, are, are whatever you are looking for um, can flag out important things fast. And then... Um, uh, radiologists can take it from there. The same thing applied for, for uh, um, dentistry. So um, uh, there are several studies uh, recently uh, that have been um, highlighting some, some of these uh, applications, uh, possible applications of AI in dentistry, including a detection of uh, uh, dental decay. Uh, for example, you can look at um, images of the teeth and, and detect uh, the areas of decay. And actually, these studies showed that um, um, uh, the AI system can do uh, detection of decay, decay in a more consistent way than um, uh, dentists would do. Like dentists would not, might not agree 100% on whether this is a decay or not, uh, but the AI do better than than, than No, than no, dentists. let's stop right there. <laughs> let's stop right there. So you're telling me that there might be like some sort of an application or a platform where we can upload the x-rays and then run the AI and the AI can start detecting if there is like a cavity or a gum problem or even a nerve problem. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Anything that you as a dentist can see by your eye um, and maybe, maybe hard to see by an eye uh, uh, from an x-ray or, or an image, these can be automated and, and the AI system can do that for you. Um, uh, provided that you can train the AI system to do that. So that includes dental decays, uh, uh, periodontal disease detection, detecting of um, oral uh, cancer, um, 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 the, uh, um, dental uh, caries and uh, endodontics. There are many, mm -hmm. many things where um, you can um, look at the images and, and have the AI detect these uh, things and predict whether uh, there's a problem or not. But that still doesn't erase uh, the factor that the dentist, if you have an eye trained, I mean, trained dentist, we are trained to read x-rays. I think at this point, we can use the, the AI as an adjunct, but it doesn't really erase the factor that the dentist should be there. Because sometimes also the angulation of the x-ray can be off. 
I don't know how AI can detect it, but the X-ray, if it's taken like not with a parallel technique, like, okay, this is a little bit much more specific now. Uh, if the cone that's taking the X-ray is, is actually slightly shifted, sometimes it can give us like um, some artifacts, some, you know, some cervical burnout that can, maybe can be detected as a decay and it's not really a decay. So this is one point. Another point really when we are detecting cavities, um, the patient is there. You can always check with the patient. Usually we check not just with x-rays. X-rays is an adjunct. So we always also use um, the little explore, the little tiny pointy thing that we use to check. Uh, we blow some air around the tooth to see if there is some sensitivity or not. There are a few extra things. So usually uh, in the dental field, we use x-rays as an adjunct, but it's a very important adjunct really. And the fact that um, AI can help I think this is going to be a, a big leap in the future for us as dentists, but I think it doesn't still erase the fact that you still have the patient as a human being in front of you. The AI cannot interact with a human being at this point. You still have, um, you need the dentist to be there to use the AI as an adjunct and um, to basically to kind of help you to detect certain areas, but you still need the human feel of, you know, check with the patient clinically the symptoms. Uh, sometimes, and this is very important too, sometimes like early uh, abscess, like if you have an infection, an early abscess does not really show on the x-ray yet. It needs at least 14 days to show. So this is when the patient comes to you and say, okay, I have a lot of pain in that tooth and you check in an x-ray and doesn't show anything on it. But if you are a trained dentist, then this is when you start to tap and do palpitation and and check the area and you would know if that and there, we also have like extra um, techniques you know we check like with hot with something hot we check with some ice and see if there is a response from the tooth yes or no then you can basically tell the patient okay there is some problem there we need to fix it or if you want to give the patient some medications and bring them back take another x-ray that's actually going to show if there is an infection in that specific tooth and maybe then the AI can help. So I think it doesn't really, it can, I think we can work together like a dentist and AI. I think this is really um, innovative and impressive that we can work together, but it does not, or it will not eradicate the fact that a dentist should be there to identify. Am I correct? Yeah, in definitely, this? definitely. Um, um, in many of, of the fields um, and, and, and medical and dentist dentistry field is, is no exception. Um, the the AI is just a tool um, that uh, will uh, supposed to help the professionals. It's not supposed to replace them at all. Um, uh, it just basically give them uh, uh, ways to um, look at the images, uh, become more accurate and, and consistent uh, um, in making decisions. Um, uh, sometimes dentists are stressed; they are tired. Uh, the light is not good. I mean, and AI really helps in, in having this consistency and accuracy. Obviously, there are many, many cases where um, the human can do better than AI uh, because humans um, are, are better in, in, in scenarios where um, um, you haven't seen these things before. So you can really use your common sense as a human to, to uh, make a good prediction, where, while AI and machine learning really depending on seeing similar things in the data that it trains on. So if there's a certain cavity that you never seen before, very, very something very unusual, AI will fail to detect that most of the time, um, while um, the human eye can really uh, 
make sense of it. Um, that's what common sense is, and that's what's usually missing from uh, today's AI. This is great, and I think the fact that it can detect also um, some oral cancer screening, uh, that would be amazing. Because oral cancer screening, I mean, every time we see a new patient or in the usual six-month recall, we check um, for oral cancer screening. We check, like, the tissues. So sometimes maybe if how can you tell there is, like, something that looks abnormal? Uh, we usually check um, the inside of the teeth, the lips. Then we check the inside of the cheeks, the inside of the lips. We check the palate. Uh, we tell the patient to stick your tongue out and then they laugh at me and they're like, oh, are we here to play? And I said, yeah, kind of, but this is also an oral cancer screening. And this is when you start to see that there are little abnormalities, like something that looks a little too whitish or something that looks a little too red or something that looks a little purple, like melanoma. Melanoma, a lot of time it goes un undiagnosed because it's it looks like a little nevus, but it's not. So usually when we see something like this, we always tell the patient, come back in a couple of weeks to see how things are looking, especially if there was like a little rough edge or something. Um, we can adjust that and bring, we always have to bring the patient in two weeks. And that, if that area doesn't get better in two weeks, or if that bluish purplish thing is getting bigger in size or changing in um, the, um, like the consistency or uh, pain is starting to happen or bleeding is starting to happen, this is when we have to send for a biopsy. This is when we send to um, some specialist to take a biopsy to rule it out. You know, we have to do at this point uh, microscopic um, investigations. Um, you also mentioned uh, something maybe for endodontics. So that's also a very important uh, thing because uh, a lot of time we usually know we are trained as dentists that there are um, like that tooth has one nerve, that tooth has two branches of nerves, that tooth, you know, we know them. We, we are trained to do that. Some of the teeth have four branches or three branches. Some of them are extremely crazy when you have five branches of nerves. That sometimes can really be, go undetected with a regular x-ray. So maybe do you think the AI can help in something like that? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, going back to the cancer, uh, uh, oral cancer thing, I just mentioned that uh, I was reading some statistics that um, in the U.S. alone, um, uh, there are more than 10,000 deaths uh, caused by oral cancer. And, That's and, crazy. And, and um, the early detection rate is less than 30%. Um, uh, many of, that, of it uh, is not detected. So um, it's really um, a problem. And uh, because, I mean, there is no um, uh, screening for that, um, it's only happen if you go to the dentist and, and uh, the dentist... I have the time to look carefully at your mouth and 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 check. So there's no actual checkup for that. Nobody go to the to the doctor or dentist, ask them look at my mouth and see if there's something wrong. If you are a trained dentist yeah. and a good dentist, then you will. We do that every time in our office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you are not going to the dentist at the right yeah, time, true. you can get the so message true. and it's become too late. So true. Um, yeah. So basically, in general, I mean, again, um, whenever there is um, something that you as a, a specialist can uh, or a, a professional can see by your eye uh, in certain images, whether it's an X-ray or, or a regular camera images or other kind of imaging, um, and that can uh, lead to diagnosis uh, of certain things. Uh, that can be automated using AI, mm -hmm. um, uh, in, whether it's that can be done now or in the future, um, and and that can lead to better accuracy and consistency. And actually. Sometimes, um, and this is for people, um, patients who have um, uh, breast cancer, 
sometimes when we take the big x-ray, the panoramic x-ray, we can see sometimes in the mandible, believe it or not, some areas that can show that there is a secondary um, tumor. Believe it or not, not a lot of patients, they know that. But if a patient had breast cancer and they go to the dentist, it's always a good idea to take a big panoramic x-ray. Some, some dentists, unfortunately, they don't have that. We have that in our office. But sometimes you can see some uh, radiolucency, like some black areas in the lower jaw on both sides that can predict that there might be return of the cancer. And a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of patients, they don't know that. So maybe really AI can definitely help in diagnosis of, some, of something like this. Or if you go to the dentist and you have breast cancer or you are a survivor, you always have to tell them. And it would be good if they can take an x-ray or even sometimes a CBCT. Now, talking about CBCT, so do you think AI can help in implant placement for dentists? Totally. Um, again, it's another scenario where uh, you want to you have precision. And when it comes to precision, um, definitely um, uh, computer vision and AI can do uh, better than human eye. Human eye cannot do measurement. Uh, we, uh, our human eye is not designed to do um, measurements, uh, especially in 3D. We can not measure angulation by our eye accurately. Um, we can easily be subject to illusion. We know that uh, all the time. While um, machines uh, can be very accurate in doing that. Um, however, it's, <clears throat> it's very early. Um, it's very hard to see... Um, how can this be done? There are some attempts to that, but it's not that easy. Uh, but it's definitely possible. That's excellent. And also to detect uh, possible implant failures, some complications. Why sometimes people, they have implants and why they are failing. So maybe it's the bone density. Like, you know, when, when we place implant, we always check the bone density. But sometimes the density of the bone kind of doesn't take. It doesn't take for some patients. It could be also like a, a lot of factors, like systemic factors. The patient has diabetes or, you know, um, blood pressure. Like some factors can affect the healing of the implant in the bone to begin with. Or if they had chemotherapy or they're taking specific medications, it can actually affect the healing. Uh, so I guess something like this can also be detected early using AI. I believe so. I, I, um, <clears throat> I think... Um... Uh, bone density is um, something that can be predicted uh, from images uh, using AI. Um, I haven't seen much research about that, um, but I think it's definitely uh, possible. That would be incredible. And I know for a fact also that we can use it in um, orthodontic treatment, like how to move teeth. Am I correct? Um, yes, uh, definitely this um, is being done. Um, I know some studies where... Um, they use AI to predict uh, the movement of teeth and, and that help them to have a better planning of, um, of the orthodontic uh, treatment. That would be, I mean, we kind of use something like this in our office to predict, you know, where the teeth are going to be looking like, where they're going to be sitting at, and then we can make the aligners. This doesn't do go with the metal braces. This is with the plastic, the clear plastic aligners. So, I mean, if you're really interested to learn more about our office, you're more than welcome to come and um, uh, find our office in the show notes. Now, I'm going to go back to you to ask you about the most exciting um, achievement that you did in artificial intelligence, in the world of artificial intelligence. And I know you have a lot of achievements, but can you talk to us about like a couple of them at least? 
Um, sure. Um, definitely, I'm not a specialist in specialized in dentistry at all. Uh, uh, so I, I'll talk about my stuff. Um, I have been working on uh, art and AI for the last uh, uh, 12, 15 years, and um, I've done several important projects in, in that domain. Um, I want to talk about one project in particular, um, which is the Beethoven uh, 10th uh, Symphony. Um, so um, basically, uh, Beethoven uh, made nine symphonies, uh, quite famous, um, and uh, no, not much people know that he left uh, some sketches, very rough sketches for a 10th symphony. But uh, his health was deteriorating and he couldn't uh, really um, um, uh, made, them, made this to happen. Um, so a um, um, couple of years ago, um, Deutsche Telekom in Germany uh, wanted to celebrate um, uh, Beethoven's uh, 250th anniversary. And uh, uh, they wanted to see if AI can uh, help in uh, finishing this um, um, uh, symphony, um, constructing it, not finishing it, because it was never started to start with. We just have sketches. Uh, so they came to me and, and um, asked me if this can be done. And um, obviously, since um, I am a I'm big fan of classical music and, and um, Beethoven in particular, um, I believe that this, this is possible. Um, you're so also I, one of the biggest people in AI in yeah. the world too, it's, like you're just being humble <laughs> right now. It's, it's, um, it's uh, yeah, but I, I think it's more about um, uh, the love of music itself and uh, understanding what music is. Um, music is uh, something very structured and very mathematical. Um, so um, I, I was sure that basically um, AI can really do a good job in, 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 in uh, predicting music or generating music. And there have been projects before. I mean, there are certain several projects before about um, completing music um, by other composers. But it is it was mainly short pieces uh, like uh, Bach uh, completing some um, or making music in the style of Bach or Mozart or or uh, Schubert. Uh, but it was really um, a couple of minutes of music. Um, the challenge here was building a whole symphony um, or, or movements of a symphony. Um, so it, it, it's a big project. We, we it took us two years to do. Um, it, the project has um, several experts in 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 in, uh, in there. Um, I was doing the AI, but there was a musicologist, your music historian. Um, it was done in collaboration with the uh, uh, Beethoven uh, House Museum in Bonn. Uh, that's it's uh, basically in his birthplace. And um, it took us two years to finish um, uh, the work. Uh, we finished two movements of the symphony, the third and fourth movement, based on the sketches. And it was played live in Bonn um, in October uh, 2021 uh, with the Beethoven Orchestra, Symphony Orchestra playing that. And uh, it received a well, um, uh, very well reception. It was televised all over Europe um, live. And um, it obviously created a debate about um, um, whether uh, this is uh, what Beethoven would have done himself or not. Um, definitely, it's it's a, a, a interpretation of um, the the sketches, uh, um, given what we can now do with with AI. And I found the outcome to be very amazing, as many other people found it. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing, really. Um, wow, I didn't even know that Beethoven they had like ten symphony. This is very uh, wow. That's a big wow. Um, what about art? Like, did you do something to do with like um, painting or um, something like? I heard you did something before in London as well. Um, yeah, uh, we um, developed uh, um, techniques for uh, generating art using AI. Um, 
uh, we were pioneering in doing that more than five years ago. Um, nowadays, uh, I know that many people um, are, are accustomed to the fact that you can write a text and generate an image. You can go to many platforms to, to do that. But we were early in doing that. Uh, more than uh, five, six years ago, uh, we have developed algorithm to generate uh, a, um, uh, art using uh, AI. And we've been working on how to make this accessible for artists. Uh, we um, created a platform called uh, Playform, where um, artists can use AI themselves in making AI based on their own um, uh, artwork. Um, so, um, and we have several projects. Um, we have projects in, in London where uh, we worked with the London Contemporary Orchestra in, in um, creating uh, AI visuals in real time um, in response to the music being played by the orchestra. Uh, that was in the Barbican Center in London uh, in 2019, I remember, uh, or 2018. Um, and several projects like that. So we have been working with several um, uh, um, orchestras, uh, several uh, uh, um, celebrities as well, to make some uh, concerts and, and some interesting things. Wow. So what is the name of that uh, platform again? Uh, Playform. Where can we find that? If you just go uh, write uh, playform.ai uh, um, uh, or just search for playform, you can find it that way. So I can use that as well if I can want to do yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, you, can, you, can, you can try out making uh, some uh, art yourself using AI. There are many ways to do uh, art using AI. Most people might heard about uh, text to image where you just write a text and it's converted to an image. Really? But uh, but but this is just um, uh, one way uh, that's popular now. Um, but there are many other ways you can use uh, AI in making uh, nice uh, uh, art yourself. So we're gonna have the um, the all the information regarding how to access this and um, the platform name in the show notes uh, below. My final question now: What is um, what do you think of? the technology invading our lives down the line? Is it going to eradicate the human at all? Like what are, as an expert in AI, what do you think? How, what can we tell the people here, the listeners? Um, obviously, there's um, um, a big debate now uh, among the experts about, uh, a non-expert as well, about um, the future of humanities with AI uh, being smart. Uh, we have seen um, things like ChatGPT came, uh, came around uh, in December uh, last year and, and uh, it was surprisingly uh, smart. Um, people find that um, it reached what's called, uh, uh, have signs of uh, what's called artificial general intelligence. Um, it can answer questions, it can reason, it can uh, do interesting things. It can also do stupid things. And and that really opened a question about um, um, the future of uh, AI. And um, especially there was... Uh, a lot of um, uh, people who have uh, fear of AI from science fiction movies and and um, and some writers and philosophers are thinking about um, um, the future of humanity with AI. If the machine becoming smarter than us, um, that there are certain risks in doing that, um, and that open a lot of questions. Um, we other 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 big problem is um, we know um, uh, fake news and 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 uh, in social media. Um, uh, this problem becomes much worse now with people can generate fake images, fake videos, and, and fake Like uh, a audio. Photoshop. Photoshop is, is, is um, uh, old now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about uh, uh, generating uh, images of things that didn't exist and, at all. And and um, and um, we can make, um, we have seen example of images of the Pope wearing 
a jacket that he never wore or, or Trump wow. being arrested in, in court, which never happened. Wow. We, we have seen videos of people saying things that never said, deep fakes, and, and all these things are very scary now with the advance of AI. And um, this is the immediate threat, but there are much more threats down the line where uh, the machine becomes smarter than, than human and, and can outsmart human and get in control of, of uh, things. So do you think this is possible? It's definitely possible, um, um, and it needs to be addressed uh, right away. Um, um, and there are a lot of uh, discussions now in the AI community about, um, and, and the legal community, and, the, and, and um, uh, for example, in, the, in Europe, the European Union just, just made some um, recommendation of, of, of laws uh, to control uh, the use of AI in certain areas. And I think... Um, other government now are discussing this in the Congress here. There was a discussion uh, earlier last month about uh, AI as well. So people are aware of the problem and, and um, try to make something about it. Wow, that was a very um, nice episode. And uh, yeah, I think um, all of you listeners, um, you really start, you should you know, think about um, what can AI, how can it help you in the future? and maybe write to our congress um our congressmen about how you feel about it and um at the end of this episode i really want to keep continuing but i know you're you have a very busy schedule and i really want to thank you for um this lovely episode uh today and uh yeah if you guys uh, like the episode please uh, share it with your uh, friends and um i'm going to keep um all the information for how to access, you know, the platform and uh, maybe how to access, you know, how to be able to get in touch with the Dr. Elgamel in the show notes. And if you're looking for a very nice dentist in um, New Jersey or in the tri-state area, make sure um, to give us a call or give us a try. And um, until next episode, uh, have a great weekend. Have a lovely 4th of July, everybody. And um, don't forget, if you take care of your teeth, they will take care of you. And until then, keep smiling with Dr. Saad. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to our weekly podcast. This show wouldn't really be possible without you. If you are a fan of the show, please leave us a comment on Instagram at rodwasad underscore DMD. The link is in the show notes. Until our next episode, remember, if you take care of your teeth, your teeth will take care of you. Keep smiling with Dr. Saad.